How long did it take um, everyone to figure out what Black Mirror actually means? I don't. I don't even think I know exactly what it means. I didn't want to be. I don't want to be this asshole. But season one, I was like, that is so fucking clever. But it turns out like not a lot of people picked up on that. I thought it was kind of an obvious thing that this is the when your screen is turned off of whatever device you're using, it's black. So it's a black mirror. And the show is about, you know, our relationship to technology, if you will. You know, our, how we see ourselves, how we live our lives, all of the things. Um, that's one of the things that people hate about the show and love about the show. They love about the show. I think it's clever. I think it's the, what, Twilight Zone of technology of the modern age. Yeah, definitely like a, a, a Twilight Zone. Yeah. Um, I think, I don't know what people expect out of this show. I've heard a lot of just like backlash for, also people just love to hate popular shit. So What's the problem? What are people saying about people it? People just do that. People hate Game of Thrones now because it's uh, whatever. Um, but it's like, you know. I will agree that there's an episode or or two in this season that I wasn't I wasn't crazy about. Like Metalhead, I think the big twist in it was um, annoying that they were all they were after teddy bears. After all, it just seemed a little. I don't know. I would have maybe spent a little bit more time on what the twist would have been. I like the concept of the dogs being out of control, especially if you see those. You know. The robots that can write themselves and jump up, you know, we're like, oh, great, Skynet, just around the corner, we're all going to die. Um, but, like, going risking your lives to get a box of teddy bears in a warehouse, I was like, it felt a little, a little cutesy. Yeah. Like, you guys should have just done one more pass at this and changed that ending. Just well, it's saying. like that, that other show that um, was kind of Twilight Zone the uh, The Outer Limits. Yeah. It was kind of that, yeah, because it's always like a really just lame, like, oh, really? You thought the Outer Limits was lame compared to like Twilight Zone? No, no, I just, I, it was like, I think just some of it wasn't as, like, some of the ones on, on Twilight Zone were just, because I, I remember some Twilight Zone episodes that just threw me for a loop. Yeah, those ones that stayed with all of us. Yeah. Like the guy who thinks he's on a planet by himself, and he's really just in that isolation chamber, or the kid with the cornfield, and or the 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 father that makes robots, and then he has a daughter, and the daughter realizes that she's not real. She's not real. The guy who used to be a real estate guy who becomes the president of the United States, and he's oh wait, that's that's a real thing that's happening. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, the best episode of season four is the USS Callister. Isn't it? That's the one. That's the yeah, one for yeah. me. Jesse fucking Plemons. I love him in every fucking thing. I have loved him since Friday Night Lights. He was, you know, like uh, others. There's a not a whole lot of screen left after Joaquin Phoenix and the Master, but he's still good in that. I loved him in Fargo. Breaking Bad. Breaking fucking bad is Todd, the smiling kind of kindly sociopath. Oh my god, he was amazing in that. Uh, and now to see him as this villain character, I love you, Jesse. You deserve all the things, and congratulations on your uh, new baby with Kirsten Dunst. Yo, holla! Um, so yeah, he's wonderful in this, and uh, a little you know everybody knows everybody kind of thing. We were sitting here doing the the seven whatever degrees of separation. So 
uh, Krista Melotti, uh, Melotti, Meliotti? I don't know. Uh, she was the mother in um, About Your Mother show. I think she ended up being the mother. But she was also in, what, season one of Fargo? Yeah. She played the mom with cancer with mm-hmm. the page boy. So then she pops up in this as Nanette Cole. 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 <laughs> the way <laughs> Plymouth Shatner <laughs> and his various degrees of Shatner are fucking amazing. Um, so they both were on, on Fargo, two different seasons. And then, you know, Kirsten walks through the scene. She has a little walkthrough part as an extra, I guess, just hanging out. Um, can we talk about how much Jimmy Simpson is the bomb shit in the diggity? Yeah. And love yeah. him and everything. I love him Westworld. I've loved him on, like, Friends. He's just a funny guy. I just love him, whatever he does. And he is so amazing in this. It's Especially like, on board the USS Callister. I see him, like, I, I every time I think of this episode, I see him when um, they go down to the the the, 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 uh, the planet. Yeah. And this is, you know, Cole's first time being with them teleported down and then he gets that you know that pizza call yeah and so he you know uh uh Plemons character you know freezes up and and simpson's just you know he's just looking at the ground just kicking the dirt <laughs> just going just okay whatever i'm like and then when he comes back he does this big old jump and he waves his gun around to get in position it's, awesome. it's fucking hilarious it's just like and again because the show you know, here's um, Robert Daly has got his offline um, skinned uh, game, you know, uh, I forget what the, the main game is called, but he's skinned um, the, the game that his company has created in this show that he's grown up with, this Star Trek-like show that's beloved, and his kind of weird notion of the world and he he takes the DNA of his coworkers who have wronged him, and he puts them into his game, and then tortures them, and just does horrible things to them. Because when you see this in the very the first five minutes of this, you think, oh, there's this is poor uh, beleaguered CTO of his own company, whom everybody looks down on, but he's actually just a fucking monster. Uh, whose insecurities have made him like dangerous, and so Cole um, has Nanette Cole has to get us out of there. And I loved the execution of the episode. I loved all the things that happened. I love um, Michaela Cole. If you ever saw uh, Chewing Gum, she uh, she plays like the 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 Sulu, not the Sulu, but the Ohura uh, kind of homage to. She's wonderful, and I've loved her and everything she's been in. She's in a, you know, she's been in other episodes of Black Mirror. I think she was in Nosedive uh, at the airport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she was the the check in, and she might have been something else. I don't know, but I know, I know, I just love her and I follow her on Instagram, and she's just a fucking hoot in life. Um, and then Billy Magnuson is Valdak. You know, he's just so like, dude, please kill me. Please, yeah. I've, I've been a good <laughs> villain to you. Uh, so you couldn't get you couldn't have gotten any more kind of twisty and fun. So I, I it's probably one of my favorite episodes of television in 2017. It's up there. I mean, it came out technically. Are we calling it 2018, 2017? December 29th, 2017. There you go. So probably the last wonderful thing I watched in 2017 was wonderful. 
Um, and then, of course, we end with the familiar voice, Aaron Paul as Gamer691. And all's well that ends well. Just a really fun episode. I I had to say, if I you know I don't like to rank things again, that makes my eye mess up uh, from a previous gig that I did. Don't think we necessarily need to rank shit or you know award the things all the time. Just watching it and appreciating it, I guess, is good enough for me. But I wasn't of all of these. I would say Metalhead was my least favorite, and I don't know for some reason I just kind of checked out on Archangel. Yeah, I mean, it was... I didn't hate it. Yeah. You know, Jodie Foster directed this episode. I think it was a fine episode. Um, I just think it was a long, long setup for a punchline that we kind of saw happening. You know, when you have the ability to, you know, to helicopter your your kid into a place where they can't see violence... Uh, when you shelter someone from the fucking world, there's consequences. I mean, maybe, you know, this could be the fact that I'm childless. Um, well, I mean, there, there are... I just didn't... I think I was. I knew it was coming, and I was yeah. just like, oh, God, really? There are episodes that aren't, you know... Like, out of out of this season, I think USS Callister... Um, Crocodile was kind of interesting to me. I liked Crocodile. A lot of people were hating on Crocodile. I and then, liked it. And then the last one, Black Museum, was a was a good one. And it was also getting flacked. I liked Black Museum, but I have to say, my second favorite uh, episode of the season was Hang the DJ. That's the dating one, right? Yeah, I think it's because I can also relate to that a little bit more. You know, kind of what the the computer does. You know, and and I'm asking myself because they have like almost they have a thousand simulations. Is it like the like the technology we see in White Christmas uh, from a prior season where all of those dates are not happening in the actual time that they're happening? It's it's a simulated time. Do you know what I'm saying? Like so, when she or he would get their time, are they actually spending that three months? Does it? feel like three months yeah. with Adelstan going, <sighs> I mean, like, <sighs> see, I, I don't know. I didn't really, that one kind of confused me a little bit because at the end they had all these different instances and at the end they're in the real world and this, this is their, I was a little bit confused by like it Tinder matchup or something like that. I, I don't know like, how you that know, works. You sign up for the service, right? And then it puts you through a bunch of simulations and then you know, maybe this happens in a, literally a matter of seconds. Because we know from playtests from last season that the guy goes in and it feels like he's spending all of this time in this game. Yeah. Then the whack-a-mole to the haunted house. And he literally, his brain is fried out in four seconds. Yeah, less than that. So I yeah. feel like maybe, because the show loves its Easter eggs. It loves to do callbacks to other technology. It loves to scoop in, you know, it, it cross-references its own technology and selves and storylines so i felt like these two like amy and frank had signed up for this service that said it was 99.98 percent efficient and finding your perfect match so because i just feel like they wouldn't have been in real time yeah like spending a year i just felt like a year and the sh- machine ran all these simulations and grabbed all this information from you, and yeah, I like the setup. You know the, the story. I, liked, I like the two it, actors. It, yeah, it, it worked out really good. I think that's what I liked about it the most. So Lenny, 
guy, George Blagden, or Blagden. Um, we loved him in Vikings. Yeah. Was it Athelstan? Yeah, Athelstan. How we get crucified? Um, he he's uh he was almost rec- unrecognizable outside of his monk robe, but he's been in a lot of things. So that was my second favorite. Uh, third favorite probably going to be Black Museum, and then I would say then Crocodile, and again like I said, I could take or leave Archangel or Metalhead. You know, I like the way the Metalhead looked. I like the dystopian kind of future of it. I just think, you know, you put all this weight in portent and it being black and white and, you know, in cinema. And it's just a, a box of teddy bears. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just like, I don't know. That just feels like that could have happened in maybe 1991. But on a show that's been very, very clever, you're letting yourself down within your own lore, maybe. Um, but USS Callister was the MVP of this year. I was just thinking like what were my what was my favorite one from last year? Um definitely like you loved Hated in the Nation. Yeah, I, I think I think as far as like all th- throughout all the all four, four seasons. That's your top episode. That was my top. It was just what was it? It, it 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 was it was uh first of all I I, I like the casting. Sure. I like that actor um she was in Boardwalk Empire. To my Kelly McDonald, yeah, who started out her first role was um, Train Spotting. She mm. was a waitress. She just walked over the street to an audition, and there she was. See, there you go. I love her. Love her and everything she's ever done. I like the way the the the, the twists in in the in the storyline. Mm-hmm. You know, um, they, they, the the bees. They show that very early, and then you're like, oh, it's the bees. And then so it is the bees, and so we had they have to try to figure out. I thought it was very clever how to get you know they. This whole uh, uh, network, and then they lose the network, and then actually by by doing the plan that they thought would they would do, you know, corrupted the system, and then you thought, okay, this one guy he gets to go scot free, and then she stand at the end, she's sitting in front of you know the parliament or whatever, yeah, and then she's like, yeah, my, she went, the my assistant went off and killed herself, and then she's actually going out hunting the guy and she knows i thought it, there was a lot of good yeah. twist in it I, I mean i think the episode is made to me uh, for me by with kelly mcdonald and faye uh, marseille who plays blue yes you know about the waif who was the, the waif the waif that's right that's yeah. right that's another thing uh, I was like, that's that. the fucking waif this is the waif uh, and she's quite good and yeah i like the entire cast as well um holly dempsey by the way popped up she plays um who is Holly? She's in Harlots. You haven't seen. I haven't seen Harlots. I didn't finish Harlots, that. but she's oh, she's so good in Harlots. She plays Emily Lacey in Harlots. So yeah, there was just a lot of good stuff going on with this, and just how that 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 hashtag death to then had the yeah, and see that other the, swing to ex- it exactly. So you had all these layers of yeah. mysteries. It was worthy of the punchline of the show. So that's why when Metalhead comes along and it's just like, womp, womp, teddy yeah. bears. You're like, dude, did you watch your own episode, Hated in the Nation? So, and also in that um, season, I want to say I liked, uh, I liked Hated in the Nation quite a bit. I really enjoyed uh, San Junipero. But my favorite one was Shut Up and Dance. Um, that oh, poor kid, yeah. Kenny, and Jerome Flynn, Braun. 
racing through the streets of London to like try to prevent their shit from being spilled out to the internet and all of their contacts and just being well, blackmailed. This is the thing. So the very la- the dual match, mm-hmm. the guy is looking at child pornography. Yeah. Is Kenny looking at it too? Oh yeah, that was their whole thing. They put they pitted they they pitted the two pedophiles. But against each Bron's other. character, he it was just he wanted to hook up. He with was a just hooking up with like a, a he's married an he's, escort. Okay, yeah. And then the other guy on the on the bike who delivers the cake, just some something random was, whatever. His family was yelling at him about something. Yeah. Who knows what that was? You know. But yeah, Kenny's whole thing was uh, him and the other dude was, that was pedophilia. Wow. And we don't know if the other guy actually touched children. Or was just looking at stuff on the internet because it seemed like Kenny was just, you know, doing, you know, touching himself to little children. But he, that you know, was, that was but an now we get him. Now it's bank robbery and murder. Yeah. So I don't know. Pedophilia just on its own, maybe a little bit less. Because it's like the crocodile chick. It's like she just keeps doubling yeah. down. Oh. You know, she murders the dude that covered up the, the the thing from the past because she's in this prominent life, and then she has to kill who the, next? The inspector who does the the yeah. the, the um just yeah, and the then traffic. has to kill her husband yeah. and kills a baby. I'm like, girl, the blind baby. How do you want to really? And then the guinea pig is the one who turns them all uh, in. That's why I loved about that crocodile. Was, yeah, that was, yeah. How come you not like that episode? It's the guinea pig who's yeah. like selling you out. So. So from so, uh, in season two, I'm trying to think, like, what was my favorite one? Be Right Back haunts me because Donald Gleason is, you know, one of my favorites. But she orders, like, the doll version of her dead boyfriend. I would never, by the way, ever do that. I just think it's a terrible idea. And she comes to the conclusion that it's a terrible idea. And then she makes the poor guy live in the, the attic. You know? Yeah. This is this is season what what uh, season two season two the I liked White Bear like the Waldo moment like White Christmas I think all four of those episodes in season two were pretty strong I was I mean that was the season that it came really strongly out of the gate season one but there was only three episodes in season one uh, what do they have they had um, the national anthem fifteen million merits and the entire history of you and those episodes were um, able to like encapsulate what Black Mirror was and what it was going to be. So I think as the seasons grow and stretch, it's like I feel like Charlie Brooker and company have four or five really good ones in them and they're high quality uh, and, and they take a lot of energy. But I think like in this season they were stretching it and it's like that's why I think Metalhead and Archangel felt a little like Mm. Yeah, just for me. I no, know. I get. I totally get it. It wouldn't when putting those up with some of the other ones. Although a lot of people really hated the Waldo moment. Um, the one that also haunted me from season two is White Christmas, uh, the John Hamm episode where he goes in to get the guy to confess. Yeah, oh, dude, he deserved it though. And then also, what season was it with? Um, I think it was was White Bear. White Bear. White Bear is fucked up. Yeah, that is a fucked up episode. They they turn they just turn the, the whole penal system into a. Uh, It'll happen. I feel like that's their predicting things. Amusement I feel like, park. I feel like a lot of this technology that they're talking about. Uh, whereas with the Twilight Zone, there were there were metaphors for the human condition, and they they were saying 
you know, Sterling was saying things about our relationship to each other and where we are in society. I think Black Mirror is it's it's doing things metaphorically, right? But it's also like nosedive with like you your life is based on how many likes and how freeing it is when you're just like fuck off and you don't have to please everybody and you're not living this perfect life and you're not, you know, that one really stuck with me too is no nosedive. But I think there's there's episodes where I'm like we're not too far away from some of these things. Well, I mean, I a mean, thousand years, 500 years, but I mean, I think we're seeing some glimpses of the, the near future with some of these things. That, that was very evident, and even in the, the Waldo mo- uh, moment, right? Yeah. Where it, it, the whole political system right. is, you know, you can, you can masses can be Easily manipulated. manipulated by bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, what does that remind you of? It's like... I watch Black Mirror now to just sort of uh, escape from the horror of the everyday world. That's why I watch Mr. Robot. You know, my cousin's like, it's way too intense. And now I, don't, I want to escape from what's going on. I'm like, no, somehow it's just so fucking terrible in real life that I'd just rather watch a universe where, I don't know, at least they win in the end, you know, or it's over and it's a horrible ending. Like play test. I don't know. But I, I really enjoyed it uh, this season. I just I'm I'm very excited that Black Mirror exists. You know, yeah, it's, it's nice a, to have the show. It's out nice there. to have something like this. Out Netflix there. is just killing it with their with their content. They're kind of I would say of all the streaming um, possibilities out there, and this includes HBO and Showtime. Um, they've got the most going on. They they probably they got all the good good shows. I mean, obviously they don't have Game of Thrones. They don't have you know, a lot of other stuff. They don't have Veep and whatever, but... Um, They've just got more of them. It's just... They have more content, you know. Yeah. And, you know, what they did with Bright, when they when they put Bright out there, they, they, they put a few billboards around L.A. I don't know how it was around, around the country. I saw a billboard here and there. Um, and I don't think they did any massive advertising. I think they they knew that people would find... The movie on their platform, and they did, you know, and that was that's Joel Edgerton and Will Smith, and they're finding. I mean, I've been saying this for a long time. We've been saying this that yes, I'd like to go and see the Jedi movie, the latest, you know, Star Wars movie in a theater, but you can't always get to do that, or people forget that they're, you know, not at home, and you're schmaltzing over there, and you're dropping your twenty, thirty bucks. And it's like, shit, you know, you can't rewind it, you can't pause it, you know, I have to pee a lot. (laughs) So, you know, it's like going to the theater can be a real bummer. And I'm like, I would pay $40, just say it's it's almost like a pay-per-view thing. You pay $40 to see Last Jedi. Let's just say after the first weekend, the Monday after you pay $40 and you can see it in your home. Yeah, You get your box office, people can go to the box office and that can be your bragging rights. And then we pay forty dollars and see it at home. The Jedi, the Jedi movie, you know, the Star Wars or something like the Matrix, those are the only movies that I feel are warranted to go into a theater to see, because you have the big screen, you have the surround sound, and it's all this technological, um, you know, CG stuff. Sure. I mean, there's no need to go and watch uh, the Crown. In a theater. Watch that shit at home. Yeah, or like, you know, probably someone's going to throw their shoe at my head, but like, I want to see Call Me By Your Name 
I don't necessarily need to see that on the big screen. No, you don't. You don't need the you don't need the apparatus, the Yeah, or three billboards outside of Ebbing Missouri, yeah. whatever it is. I watch that at home. Yeah. But but you know, and maybe I'm an asshole for saying this, but you know, we have a pretty fucking big screen. And if we just had better speakers, I don't think we'd I don't notice a huge We have an average screen. We have an average screen and we don't we have shit speakers. We have a shitty sound bar. But it's like we have a the target kind of, sound bar. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. Hey, gonna knock it. But that's actually, what that's what I'm saying. It's like I can hear dialogue. But if we a, had that, if we had like the If, if I had my had own home theater but larger screen by you know, I'm talking about not that many more inches. I don't think you need to. to I don't need an 80 foot fucking screen at no, home. I'm just like. Um, no. Okay. I mean, it's nice, I guess. I mean, I've I've had I've had a couple of friends who had the money to have like a home theater, and it is very very nice. No, not gonna lie. And if I had those home theaters, I would never fucking go anywhere, right? But just even at home, I don't. I feel like we don't need that much more for it to be like, nah, fuck it, going to the movie theater. I feel like just a bumping up the screen size by a little bit more, and maybe crank up the quality of the speakers by I don't know fifty percent. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I don't think I would miss ever going to the theater. I, like I said, I do you need the smell? Do I need to like? I want an make em- I okay. Want- you know what? I'll get a spray and I'll make <laughs> the house smell slightly uriny and then like Buttery butter pop- popcorn. <laughs> no, see, it's right? not. No, it's not about. It's it's about. It's just the. Again, it's it's either movies like Star Wars or The Matrix, or, I feel or you. even I know like what you're saying. Guardians of the Galaxy. But what I'm saying is, you can. I think we're not too far away with technology that you know, even affordable technology where you can have kind of a home theater experience in your house. Yeah, I'm not that far away. I really don't need to be like, you know, we can make it pitch black in our house. We just need a better stereo system yeah. and but just I mean there's, there's something street. different about like the surround sound when you have saying. like that ship going behind you and it's coming around the yeah. side and you feel the rumble just going from your left to your right and yeah. it's just you know, and that's the thing you, that's all you need it for I don't need I don't even need something close to that for home it's like I don't need a boat I don't need a you know I could rent one or whatever you know what I mean and be part of a group that owns the ship. Well, I, I don't need I'm to own the ship. If I had speakers that did that, and I have friends who have those sense around speakers, it feels like you're in the theater, like it has that rumble and it's that sense around thing. I'm like, fuck that. I would never, ever, ever go to the theater if I had that kind yeah. of shit. Okay. But I'm saying I'm kind of in a place where if I just had really good speakers and I could fill the sense around and I could, you know, put it through the whole deal, because I've had speakers like that before, you don't really kind of. Five point one surround yeah, sound. Yeah, you don't you don't miss the you don't miss the big fucking screen. You don't miss the big. But I know the theater experience. I totally get it. I just you know I had a lot of that growing up, and yeah. it's very nice. But then people come in and start talking to themselves, or I see their big fucking screen. See, that's what makes it. That's the terrible part about it. Right. I, I'm totally with. It. I want to yeah. take off my shoe and beat them in the head with it <laughs> when they do that. Right. But I mean that's and that's why we go to like either. What, what, a matinee in mm-hmm. the middle of the week? Which we're going to do tomorrow. Five we are, weeks after so, something comes out. Yeah, for the record, <laughs> we're going to go see The Last Jedi tomorrow, what, in mid-morning in El Segundo. In the theater. Yeah, in the theater. So, because we want to see that film in the theater. And I feel like, I'm kind of, I feel lucky we haven't had anybody spoil that movie for us yet. Of course, I haven't really been on a whole lot of we social did. media, so I don't know. Oh, that's true. No yeah. one really has, has blown it yet. 
Maybe it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it just sucks. It's like, oh, I don't even want to talk about this That's shit. That's the other thing, too, is um, putting... The ticket, the tickets are just not fucking cheap anymore, man. Yeah, and then it's just such a hassle, especially a here, to get to a movie theater. Yeah. It's just, it's a hassle, you know. I mean, I love living in the city that we live in. It's fucking amazing. But, you know, one of those things that kind of goes by the wayside is that you you do not want to go and spend all the kind of money and park and blah, and blah. Yeah. And then, you know, people talk and then the screens and the whole shit and then the movie sucks. Yeah. And it, yeah, it, it, it doubled. I mean, I remember movies, what, were 5 to $7. Yeah. Now they're fifteen a piece, yeah. so you're spending instead of fourteen dollars, you're spending thirty, thirty five, forty dollars. Yeah. So that does suck. And I go in there and I feel like I just know how much we spend for streaming services too, and I'm like, fuck, I don't, you know what I'm saying? But that's why I kind of what Black Mirror does for me is kind of scratches that sci-fi itch, and it's at home. Um, it's not something I want to watch on my iPad. I like it on our big screen in our den. With it, you know, in a darkened room, and it's surrealistic and fun. I'm, I'm finding I enjoy that experience a little bit more than say. And we can also stop and go back because, you know, we have a shitty sound bar, so the mix is not really good. And it's also kind of funny when you have like USS Callister. It's like a little bit of the hokiness of the, uh, you know, some of the uh, technology and the, you know, just the go flying through space. Yes, it's, it's like great. A, it's so great. Such a clever, clever episode. It's, again, especially, you know, the older one of the two of us who grew up watching Star Trek after school. And the way they, you know, the way they, his Shatner, the whole way they just parodied that whole thing was just pure brilliance. I loved it. And also, again, Easter eggs in that one. Um, he's drinking, he's drinking um, different flavors of Raymond milk. Raymond is the name of the female officer in Men Against Fire. Yeah. Um, I can't really, I sort of tracked the Easter eggs throughout the show. There was a lot of callbacks, uh, well, to in the Black, previous... in Black Museum, there was a lot oh, of, the, yeah, that's, that was just the Easter egg show yeah. of like, here's all of the references to every single episode beforehand. Yeah. And Black Museum, again, is one of those underrated episodes, I think. Um, that was good. It yeah, had, it was it, really good because it, 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 it just talks about, it kind of, I can see how it's not so popular because it, it, it got a little messy toward the end. With the the twist, like I felt like it needed it needed to be a little bit more smoothed out before they shot it. It just felt a little jangly, but I still I still quite enjoyed it. And I enjoyed it. Oh, there's the thing, and oh, there's that thing, and there's the dog, and there's the la la la. So it was pretty cool. Good television. Yeah. Um, and I don't know when these come out too. I don't know how long it takes them to shoot these. I feel like they just kind of, do they happen in a regular clip? Is there usually a Black Mirror every year? I want to say that there is. Well, let's see. Uh, I mean, the first was in 2011. Then we had 2013, 14, 16, and now 17. So it feels like they're kind of doing whatever. Maybe, yeah, maybe the end of 2018, beginning of 2019, they'll have uh, season five. If they, if they I don't know. Do I feel like they just released season four, so probably summertime, fall. Of 2019? A year and a half? Oh. Maybe. I don't know. Again, I think that's the other thing that we're seeing a big change in is that because of streaming services, because the networks aren't in charge of things, and because show creators 
have more control and more say in how much time they need to create their show, you know, you see with Dan Dan uh, Harmon and Justin Roiland, we'll see Rick and Morty when we see Rick and Morty. Same thing with Sam Ismail with Mr. Robot when I've got a really good season in my head and in the bag and on, on the page, then we'll shoot that and bring that back. I think it's the same way with Black Mirror and a lot of these shows, possibly even The Crown, they don't have these big announcements anymore. Hell, not even with even films. It's like, you know, I guess the big films have rollout dates. You know, we're going to shoot this Marvel film at this time, and it's going to come out as a big feature. But I think as we go forward, we're going to see all of these things really change up. And we'll be the old fogies. Well, I'm already ancient. I'll be, I'll be like Gandalf old going, do you remember when, you know, they used to have the fall releases and you know we're going to always have like a christmas movie we're always going to have like the summer blockbuster kind of thing but i don't know that it's going to be in the theater and i don't know what it's going to look like i'm so excited for change something needs to give what was your fe- uh, favorite episode did you say your favorite episode in season four for black mirror uh for was- season four i did like uss callister is that number one uh, I don't. I'm not going to rank them all. You're not going to rank. I think they're all. I think you don't have to rank. These them. are the ones I, was, I really liked. I liked Crocodile. I thought it was fucked up. It was a little easy to to guess. Was it? Well, as far as you like, knew that she was going to just get murdered. Yeah, I just thought she was just going to start killing people, and yeah. then it just can you know. Uh, Hang the DJ. I liked. I liked the setup. You know the the plot line. I, I don't really understand how it ended. Metalhead. I kind of feel the same about. About that, if he spent all this time and he just a box of teddy bears, yeah, I was just kind of like the white bears. Eh. Um, and then I I liked the black museum. Yes, uh, I liked the way it ended. Yes, and I, I didn't I didn't to me the ending didn't feel jankety. It didn't. Okay. You know, it, it sort of worked. It was like, oh, that was kind of clever. Cool. Um, but yeah, you know, crocodile. Um, interesting little backstory about that. Andrea Riceborough, who plays Samia. The main lady, our crocodile tears lady. Um, she, I guess, was reading the script, the episode for one of the parts, one of the other parts. Perhaps it would have been um, Shazia Akan's role, the recaller. The recall, okay. I don't know, whatever the role was going to be. And um, she wanted, and, and Mia's character was going to be a man. And she said, I'd like to try my hand at being the main character. So they made her a woman. And I think I, I find it even more interesting because, you know, a woman going this far um, out of her way to kill. And I quite enjoyed um, Kieran Sonia Sawar as uh, Shazia. thought she was wonderful in this. So it's kind of heartbreaking what happens and then just the fact that she just keeps going yeah keeps going you know goes over to anthony welsh's house who plays uh anan akan you know the, the husband kills him in the bathtub oh, terrible and then like you said it was the the fucking guinea pig yeah the guinea pig who's like i got it i got oh. you guys you know and they found her pretty well. Quickly. It was it was that kind of thing where it's like when they just by the camera angles they start panning through the room. And then yeah. you see the guinea pig, and you're like, oh, it's the guinea pig. I didn't see. You know what? This is where one of those times where I was like, what's happening? That's how I felt in Hated in the Nation. I didn't see. 
I knew you something didn't see was coming. I did. I did not know what was going to happen. The only thing next. I knew was the bees. Yeah, it was something about the, the bees because they, they played it. Yeah, and they were like, "Okay, it is the bees," but then there's this whole other thing. Yeah. and I was like, "Oh, really?" And snap. Um, and I didn't even think because you know we haven't been introduced to animals being able to recall things. Yeah, exactly. But then you're like, so, you know, it's got eyes. Yeah. You know, and then you know the 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 baby was blind, so it was. But like, see, okay, this is where this is where I guess I didn't even think about that. What if the what if the guinea pig was just in the corner eating some of its own poop while the killer was you know while she was murdering the baby? Well, but they would still hook it up to the system, uh-huh. and if it was, it didn't see anything. It didn't see anything. So then, you know, well, they did because they showed up at like her they thing showed up and, and snatched her like, real quick. Like, ah. mm-hmm. The guinea pig had all the story. Because she decided, I'm sure she just she destroyed the recaller, you know, Shazia's um, recall machine. So it apparently the guinea pig did notice because she's sitting there watching the school play, and they all show up on her, and they yeah. have to taser her ass or whatever one does in Iceland. Uh, also, I love the um, choice of Iceland for that episode. I think that's what made it even more. It's really oh, interesting to see, you know, just the way. The way they shoot the show in general, and and just you know, is my favorite. Just thing. the landscape mm-hmm. and, and the way the cities are, right? And it's not like we're just in this part of England, you yeah. know. It's we're going to be in. This feels American. This feels like it's Canadian. This feels like it's New York. This feels like San Junipero. It feels like you know, perpetual Daytona Beach. Yeah, or like without you know, drunk kids, Santa Barbara or something. Yeah, like that, you know? and Oslo or or Iceland. I I felt like that's these are they're making choices. See, they're getting we don't budget. we don't get a, enough of that because we get a lot of like Scotland and you know we know what the Moors look like and I love Scotland. You know, but, I could look at it all day long. But we don't. I mean, it's like Iceland and and, and well, if all you watch a lot of if you watch a lot of the. Uh, the shows I watch, yeah, I see a lot of it. We see, we see quite a few of that, but it's always kind of like nice to see that because it's, yeah. it's different. It's still, I can still say, oh, that that's that's different landscape. Yeah, I like how they use it in a very murdery way. Always good to shoot there. Stabby, stabby, kill, stabby, kill, stabby, kill, kill. Um, so that's it for Black Mirror season four. I mean, it's a very short season to get through. That's what, you know what I gotta say. I do appreciate if I'm in love with a show, like I want Mr. Robot to have twelve episodes every season and i want them to all come out at the same time and i want to be able to watch them all at the same time and do 12 podcasts i don't want to wait every fucking wednesday i can't stop saying that until usa just hears me i want 12 episodes but then there's stuff like black mirror i don't need 10 episodes of that no i think four is nice i think it's three the crown it i mean it could be five episodes I'd be fine with that. Well, I could I could have done with two more episodes. A 12 episode on The Crown would have you been fine. You wanted 12? Yeah. Because yeah. there's a lot of story. There's a lot of history. You know, oddly enough, a show I feel about, and they do, they do this. I wish Shameless had just epi- released all their episodes. I really enjoy watching. And sh- season eight of Shameless, by the way, is so much fun. What network is that? That's Showtime. Showtime? And they've got the power to release them all. But I guess they, you know, they need that weekly number. I just, that's a show that I, those characters are so fun to spend time with. And by the way, Steve Howey, who plays Kevin, season eight, everybody's doing amazing shit this, um, this season. I love where Fiona is. I love where Carl is. I love where, um, Ian is. And obviously, you know, Lip is going through some crazy shit. Debbie's going through some crazy shit. Liam is even um, having, you know, they finally give Liam some storyline and some lines, so I'm glad to see that happening. 
But for me, it's it's all about that character just having a good old time. So, well, yeah. like, yeah, I mean, any of these episodics, I mean, like HBO. Week I think to it's Kev- so my, 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 I totally cut myself off from my point. Kevin has some Kevin. of the best lines. Um, the last episode, just going to say the buzzard is in the tuba. The buzzard is in the tuba. Um, and then when he thought he was, when he found out he was a redneck, ah, ah, what in tarnation? So yeah, Steve, Steve Howie, you gotta watch him. Just watch shameless just this season, just to see him. Yeah. Um, we just killed stars. Yeah. I'll probably watch Outlander when it hits Amazon or something. Done with it. Love the girlfriend experience, but that show just, they're charging way too much for what it doesn't offer. I don't watch any of those other shows. American Gods is kind of sort of, we don't know what's well, going to happen. Well, now we know. That. Okay. First, it felt like Brian uh, Fuller was, was getting out of there because there was creative differences, and, and what it just turned out to be was scheduling. Him and Ronald Green had other things to go to happen. And when he said he wasn't going to be working with season two, then Jillian Anderson bounced because she came on because of Brian. And then she also bounced from season two of the X-Files. I haven't been able to even get through the pilot of season 11 because I just can't with that fucking show anymore. So she bounced on X-Files and American Gods. Bitch has got other things to do. But now we're hearing that... Fuller and Green, that that the network's trying to keep them involved in some way. Doesn't matter. I will watch American Gods like the day after. I'll just pay for the episode on Amazon. I'm kind of going to do that. Just with buy the season and then yeah. when it comes. Yeah. Because, you know. It's, it's like kinda, what we do with Robot. It's kind of what I do with Robot because I can't watch it until like fucking, you know, 11 o'clock or whatever. So I end up paying for it so I can sit there commercial free. To try to watch that show with commercials in it just drives me insane. Uh, I can't imagine, you know, watching anything of good content with commercials in it. And when I'm forced to, I'm greatly vexed. All the FX shows that I have to sit through with commercials just drive me insane. Choose your experience. I'm like, go fuck off. Um, but if we had sponsors, I would be uh, singing your praises. Welcome, Honda. Um, yeah, so I don't – we got rid of that – and then Cinemax and whatever else. And I guess it's going to be sort of drilling down into the quality shows. There's always the thing of there are a lot of shows out there. But I feel like some shows are doing it better than others. And now that quality is forcing everyone to do better, I feel like. Or at least attempting to. So I'm going to go off and watch some other stuff. We'll be back soon enough with whatever that is. Whatever strikes our fancy. I hope that uh, you're having a good week and technology's treating you well and your toaster is not trying to murder you. Uh, your mini fridge or whatever the next terror threat's going to be. Your face recognition iPhone X. Have any words of wisdom about technology besides put tape over your camera? Uh, no. <laughs> Just tape your camera and... Don't say too much with your your iPhone sitting around. Yeah, I'm already fucked. You know, I'm just like... You're on somebody's list somewhere. I'm on everybody's list. And you know, you gotta die something. Why not government conspiracy or Skynet machines? So, you guys have a good week, and we will talk to you very soon. Peace. Bye.